Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Boink Radio Podcast, your one-stop shop for all Boink and science news from the past week. I am your host, Jay Ringo, joined as always by the determined tea expert from down under, Ame Mandelta. As always. <laughs> How's it going today? Uh, it is a very special day in Australian history today. Um, for but, those of you around the world, you may know it's actually Anzac Day. And this is the day that we celebrate the Australian and New Zealand Army Corps that fought in uh, World War One and World War II. And uh, our ongoing relationship with New Zealand in uh, in our essentially, essentially our history. What is that history? <laughs> like, Australia was colonized. Then what happened in New Zealand? Wow, I can't talk today. This is going to be fun, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you got to start drinking your coffee. Um, yeah, so it's it, it goes back in history all, all the way back to World War One, where Australian and New Zealand fought in Gallipoli um, uh, against the Turks, and um, essentially all all that war up there. And uh, this is the day we pay respect. <laughs> it's our Remembrance Day. Oh, cool, cool. I didn't cool. mention my tea. <laughs> Oh, we'll get to your tea. But first, I want to say hello to everyone here in the chat, because this is a live recording of a participatory podcast. That's what we call this fun sort of thing, right? Where you get to come in and join us for the recording on the Boinka Network Discord every Friday at 5 p.m. EST. We've switched it. So here it is again is 5 p.m. EST. Uh, and we get together and you can join with your mic or you can join in the text chat. People are already asking questions because we kind of hang out before the recording, sort out what we're going to talk about. And uh, it's a little bit of fun, you know, we'll talk about our beverages. Let's let's do that really quick. And then we'll get into what today is going to be, which is going to be mostly a news day. Uh, we got some big news from the Boink Workshop and some stuff going around with the, the, the coronavirus projects. Uh and I have a very interesting science news thing that I didn't bring up in the pre-show, so you guys should all be holding your breath right now. But Delta, how <laughs> is your tea? It is fantastic. This stuff, I, I picked up this this one packet from the box that I have, and oh my god, it is blowing my mind. All right, it is called Green Rose, but it is anything but rose. Okay, it it's it's we're going tropical this episode. All right, listen to this. It's green tea with currants, sunflower oil papaya bits, sugar, rose petals, mango bits, citric acid, natural and artificial flavor, oh. and cornflower petals. I blacked out halfway through that, to be honest with you. That was a lot of stuff. It feels like you're it feels like you're on a holiday drinking this. <laughs> I love green tea and black tea, but I can't stand acidic tea. Well, it's not that acidic. Um, also, Thomas, you mentioned you had a special beverage today. Would you like to tell us uh, what you have brought to the Boink Radio? <laughs> Uh, I seem to already drank it, but it was kofola with a bit of water to make it less uh, sweet. It's a kind of clone of Coca-Cola, but more herbal and just tastes better. Okay, yeah. So it's it's an herbal fork of Coke? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, Italians also have their own form of Coca-Cola as well. The local drink and uh, <laughs> no one besides these two countries know it. Yep, that's interesting. <laughs> Me, since you both asked, you, so, so... Curiously, I'm drinking coffee. Sorry, the, Thomas. What do you say? <laughs> yeah, ju just uh, you go to a um, a pub and you can't drink beer because you are driving or uh, you are under the an age of 18. You can get coffee or, or 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 drink water from a tap. You are just. Jeremy, you gotta you gotta get some boiled water one time on the Boink Radio. No. Just boiled water. Yep, you got to make your tribute to tea. If you're not going to drink tea, at least drink the boiled water. 
Coffee is in but it's like a tea. What I, what is this hate? <laughs> it's too bitter to be tea. This is true. All right, guys. Should we get going into the boink and science stuff? <laughs> Let's roll the intro. All right, so first on the list today is the big news coming out of the Boink Workshop, which you might be able to tell by what I'm about to say, what it is, which was going to be hosted by the Reichenkraft team in Marburg, Germany. But, you know, what with this COVID-19 and SARS-CoV-2 thing going around and the, the sickness everyone is getting down with, uh, the school canceled it. So, nope, which is a right shame. But, hey, it makes sense. Safety first, when last When is that supposed to happen? It was supposed to happen in the uh, first weekish of September. Uh, I think it was uh, September seventh ish. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, this thing probably isn't going to pass by then. So it's a shame. Uh, there's no boink workshop this year. No physical boink workshop this year. Wink, wink. Because I think it would be pretty cool. Let's, let's do a virtual workshop. I don't know. We can figure out some way to get the projects to put together some presentations, and we all get in one of those their Zoom meetings or the Zoom rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Or <laughs> like a hundred um, or so people. Yeah, we could do some fun games. Maybe we could have like a snake competition, a pong competition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. We could also have a boink competition. Oh, right. Boinking, right. That's why we're here. <laughs> this could either be great and a lot of people uh, pick pick up, or it could be, you know, just uh, five people in Discord. Yeah. Like <laughs> yep. And we do not want it to be five people in Discord. We want lots of people to join. Well, we need... If, if we're going to do this thing, it's going to take some uh, folks working together here. So if anyone is interested and is, like, bummed out that there's no longer a boink workshop you can go to uh, in September... But you're like, hey, it was it's really cool to have these things where all the Boink projects get together and share what they've been doing for the past year. Uh, come on into the, the Discord here or email us at boink.network at gmail.com and uh, let us know you want to help. And if we get enough people and a wide enough skill set of among those people, we'll put it together. We'll find what we got to find. Uh, we'll find some funding if we got to pay for stuff and uh, we'll do it. It's as easy as that, guys. If you want to do it, we'll do it. Uh, yeah. That's all I got. Delta, that means... Is, is that all the news? <laughs> That's all the news, folks. It's a slow news day, isn't it? <laughs> all right. Well, I do have some myself. Um, Bring it on. So uh, I have seen some uh, forum posts and news posts from some of the Boink projects. Uh, and you can, if you are crunching Boink, you can follow what your projects are doing and everything on their forum page, where the project administrators and, mod and moderators will uh, post news every now and then. You just need to go to your project site. Um, there is one project which did uh, mention that they are using some excess hardware to actually run Rosetta at home work uh, and try and help fight COVID-19. Uh, LHC at home mentioned that uh, they will be running Folding at home and Rosetta at home from temporarily available servers that were about to be decommissioned. So this is the this is the heart of Boink, which is we're using idle processing power, computers that aren't being used uh, to crunch these projects um, and to actually help with science. So rather than decommissioning their servers, LHC at home and CERN has have decided to actually put them up and have them crunching uh, Boink and uh, folding at home. There is also another project which is not on Boink, but it is still a project. <laughs> I don't uh, know about a, that. It's a planetarium <laughs> project uh, by the Adventure Science Center. They have what looks to be about four 
uh, racks of servers, and uh, they're helping fight uh, COVID-19 by running Rosetta at home on them. Now that uh, everyone's at home and can't go to the science center, they have a whole lot of processing power that they are just not using, so they thought, hey, might as well put it towards Rosetta at home. So we got some interesting... Uh, we got an interesting non-Boint-related project, and we also have another Boint-related project that are running Rosetta at home and helping out with idle processing and uh, encouraging lots of people to spin up their computers. I mean, you got to admit, these servers look pretty sexy in those pictures. <laughs> yeah, is that purple? I think it is, yeah. It's a nice shade of purple, I do got to say. Uh, this, this stuff is pretty neat. So this... Uh, seems to be a perfect example of what boink can do because you know we're all sitting here normal people with what our, our computers and and stuff crunching away and that's fun and all but think about it just the the amount of server space or just uh gpus around the world that are only used for a couple hours a day uh like this planetarium is the perfect example when they're not doing computer stuff at the planetarium there's just a lot of available resource that could be put to use uh, and Boeing provides that outlet. So getting people involved, getting organizations and entities involved, I've seen these things around too from like schools uh, and other small uh, companies, like science-oriented stuff mostly. Uh, but we could get other businesses too to contribute their com uh, computation cycles. Uh, but getting them involved is great, and it brings in a lot of computation power. And last thought here, uh, with the planetarium specifically, like these educational outlets, like a planetarium, like a museum, like a school, like a, a college or, or otherwise, they can tie in that education aspect uh, just so easily. I mean, it's a planetarium. When we're not uh, suffering through a, a pandemic and you know we don't all wanna be crunching the science, uh, the, the biology to get the, the cure, uh, why wouldn't the planetariums use their computers to do a space project and then tie that into one of their shows or something like that? That's like, there's so much opportunity there uh, across the board with all the Boink projects from math to biology to space to, to engineering. It's just amazing. Yeah, I was going to add to that. As always, when we do speak of using business computers or school computers or other sorts of computers that you do not own, make sure you do get permission to use them first. Uh, if you talk with one of the head teachers or one of the head head managers in your business, they might say, yeah, yeah, that's okay. Or they might even encourage you and help you to hook up more computers. So make sure you do always get permission um, just to make sure it's all legally safe. Amen to that. And uh, I would also recommend if anyone here is going to school or knows a teacher, tell them about Boink because they do love this stuff. Uh, it's just like, hey, you can, you can set this thing up pretty straightforward and do a, a half a year on a science project with this thing. Uh, there was an example of a school that did that with World Community Grid a while back. We talked about it in an episode, so I'm not going to talk too much about it here. But uh, it's been done before. You can do competitions. Uh, among teachers and students and, and different schools, if you have like one of those partner school things, uh, it's pretty neat, pretty neat. Yep, and it's very easy to set it up too because of uh, Boink's team and uh, and uh, user system that they use for statistics. Cool. What else have we got? Uh, I think uh, you've a lot of us have been hearing about, um, and I just wanted to bring this up, a lot of us has, have been hearing about vaccine trials and everything for COVID-19 in the news. Uh, I heard the other day that they're running human trials for one of them. And I just wanted to uh, remind everyone of the importance of still crunching Rosetta at home, even though we might have a vaccine. The important word is might. 
we might have a vaccine. We don't know whether it actually works. We don't know whether it's 100% effective or at least 95% effective. It might be 70% effective. The key thing about Rosetta at Home is that they're not, they're not necessarily just finding a vaccine. They're also doing other things too. If they do find a vaccine, it could be a much better one that they are currently using and testing right now. So in the future, we might have a much better vaccine against uh, COVID-19. It- and future pandemics too. And this sort of ties into what uh, uh, IBM and World Community Grid are doing with their project Open Pandemics. Uh, there is no reason to think that this isn't going to happen again in the uh, future. I mean, it it is guaranteed to happen again at some point in the future, right? It's a disease. Uh, but we are now a global society with stuff moving around all the time. And it, it might be more common than it used to be. Uh, so getting the just foundation of biology down like what is the ace2 receptor ac2 receptor and how can we shut it down if we need to do it or how do viruses react with it and just like all these other unknowns about please viruses. don't don't shut down the ac2 receptor, <laughs> or you, we will die okay. so more more the reaction the interaction between a virus and that receptor but the uh the this foundational science is very 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 important and i've said it for the past couple episodes like if we had all the computation power that is going to distributed computing right now in distributed computing networks over the past 10 years we would probably be able to solve this uh this covid problem much quicker than we could now because we would be able to we would just know about viruses more than we do now uh we would understand spikes and interactions with the body uh and just be able to simulate things much better so yeah, Delta, I agree with you, man. Like the, the like just the other stuff that these biology projects are doing is so so. That's exactly what my next point was going to be. It was uh, that even though we're crunching Rosetta at home and trying to find a vaccine for COVID nineteen, we might stumble upon some new knowledge that we'd never ever know about. Not to mention also that Rosetta is not just solely focused on finding a vaccine for COVID-19. They also have other sub-projects within them that are trying to look for other things. Uh, in my previous project brief, I was talking about Rosetta and how they also try and find um, cures for diseases such as cancer, HIV, AIDS, uh, and also even find proteins that can form biofuel and u- be used for biofuel production. And so, yeah, the importance of foundational science uh, to Rosetta at Home and this this idea of pandemics and managing them is really important. And uh, the final point that I had for the reason of crunching uh, Rosetta at Home uh, through even though we might have a vaccine is because the virus might mutate. The COVID-19 is a virus. Viruses typically mutate as they go on. So if we have a project that continuously refines vaccines and creates new ones and tries them out again and tests drugs and then see which ones work and what they and which ones don't work, which ones are safe, which ones are unsafe, we might be able to use this project in the future to help stem future mutations of the virus. Amen to that. And while I'm just going to clarify, while it might mutate, it is a coronavirus and those are... They mutate, but it's not like uh, a flu, which is uh, has a special mechanism that is very, very frightening in that it mutates very quickly. <laughs> so that's why we have uh, this this flu shot that has to change every year, uh, and we still can't get it right. So th- just the the understanding of how viruses mutate and, and the risk involved there is definitely something to to contribute to, right? Uh, mm-hmm. We we do have a. Uh, a question in the chat here. Do we know if the vaccine candidates, because uh, there are many, uh, are, are because of what Rosetta and Folding at Home uh, are doing? 
Uh, I think the short answer here is no, but there's an interesting thing that Rosetta did. Like, do you remember what it modeled before the actual model came out way back when Rosetta started working on COVID? No, I I do remember one uh, academic paper that was related to Rosetta, um, but I can't really remember what it was. It's a spike protein. They modeled the spike protein before the like official model came out. And now the spike, um, uh, that model is what uh, labs are using to see if they can't like gum it up, like we've tried to describe so many times in the past. Well, yeah. I remember that Rosetta back, back, uh, long back ago used to just model proteins that are already known to uh, improve and validate their method. Yep, that's yeah, that's exactly what they did before. And uh, my answer to that question is, if they did have anything to do with making a vaccine, they'd tell us. <laughs> because it's important <laughs> to let the let the Boynt community know when they've actually tangibly supported a particular type of science. And if you can get people on board and say, oh, well, listen, we just created a vaccine doing a Rosetta at home, you'll get probably thousands of people either spinning up their computers again after going idle or hopping on to Boink uh, in the hopes that they'd actually help with something. Um, yeah, if, if you want to know um, how many uh, work units Rosetta had at its peak, it was running 1.6 million concurrent work units, which means that there are 1.6 million computers currently working on work units at any one point in time. Currently, the metric is around uh, 1.1 million right now, as of now, uh, and it's been sitting that high for quite a quite a while. Back when we didn't have COVID-19, Rosetta, I think, was sitting at around 400,000 work units um, currently uh, concurrently working, which is a pretty substantial gain from then. Yeah, wow. right below that, you can see a, another stat, which reads computers with recent credit, actually means that computers that are working on the project and there is much less. 370,000. Yeah, there you go. 300, yeah, as, as Thomas said, 370,000 computers who have recently worked on Rosetta at home. That is a lot of computers. Woo! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, More than my 900. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 900 people though? <laughs> Thomas, you have 900 people on your project? Um, maybe, or maybe the uh, recent average credit <laughs> decay is broken. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh boy. Wait, how is your project going, by the way? What's going on over there? Well, it's, uh, it's providing me uh, things to do. So I, I am busy with it. And uh, it's producing uh, quite a lot of useful prime tuples. Cool. Uh, I actually had a question about your project. Um, I was wondering if your project, um, start whether you started your project because uh, maybe you were doing your PhD or you were doing something academically, or was the project just started just because you just wanted to make a project? Mm, yes, uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to make a project, but not that simple. Uh, I, I was uh, interested in Boeing for quite a while, and I... Uh, was interested also in making a project by trying out uh, some things and using Boeing to, to distribute some of my uh, compute workload. But then I um, met over a, uh, another scientist at uh, uh, ODLK project, yep, and yep, there was okay. interesting interesting uh, task from her. And I have basically that pushed me to create the project and write, uh, adapt the, the application and uh, basically start my project. 
That's great. Um, do you know of any, um, I don't know, academics or um, or other organizations who might want to use your results, or are you just collecting the results in the hope that someday they might be used? For this uh, sub-project that is running, uh, the Prime Tapos, the results will be published in uh, the online encyclopedia of integer sequencing. Oh, that's we great. We hope that they will be useful. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, for those of you who don't know, there's an online uh, website where you can go and see a whole bunch of number theory stuff where you have just sequences of integers. Um, for example, we all know the Fibonacci, uh, Fibonacci numbers, Pascal's triangle, um, some of you may know the Catalan numbers. Uh, it's also another interesting sequence. And Thomas uh, here with his project, he's going to create a whole bunch of prime tuples and list them on that uh, online encyclopedia. And uh, fun, uh, fun thing, if you want to go and check out the online encyclopedia, uh, you can actually make music out of the integer sequences, which is quite fun. Yeah, and uh, I would like to add to that page uh, number five videos where I think there are two or, or three about uh, each about one sequence from this uh, uh, encyclopedia. And that uh, ME7 numbers point project is also uh, contributing their uh, ME7 numbers into uh, the encyclopedia. Yep, yep, that's great. So yeah, if you're interested in number file or uh, interested in uh, the Amicable Numbers Boink project, you should definitely check out Thomas's project. Uh, Thomas, where can they uh, find your project or what's the name of it? It's uh, simple. It's uh, HTTPS uh, colon slash slash boink dot T B R E D A dot EU boink dot tebrada dot EU. Okay, yeah, and we'll also post uh, that, uh, so yeah, that's T-B-R-A-D-A, T-B-R-A-D-A, uh, and we'll also post that link in the episode description so you can all... Yep. Yeah, definitely be in the description below. Check it out. <laughs> Give Thomas your power! <laughs> we need more prime triples. No, actually, uh, I would prefer if, it, if you spend your computing uh, time on uh, the uh, medical projects right now. Maybe if you are really from here. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, Good maybe day. in or, the future when this all blows over, you can uh, also come and check out Thomas's project. Or you can join now and uh, in your uh, compute preferences, disable the main application and on, only leave the alpha application that uh, has a very sporadic work but it will help me if there are many crunches doing it like as, as many uh, different computers yep brilliant Jango, did you have any questions <laughs> <laughs> why me um yeah i think we're good you're good with your numbers aren't you <laughs> Yeah, uh, I'm using this project also to learn about uh, Boeing server software and uh, improve uh, some aspects and uh, hopefully develop something that will allow uh, researchers to use Boeing uh, easier. Awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was going to say, how hard was it making the project? Mm, it wasn't easy to, you know, get uh, everything to work and there is always something to improve. Yeah, and so that's the important thing about open source software and the re essential reason why Boink is open source, it's so we can all improve it. And uh, it's important to make it easy for scientists to get uh, get into and set up a project really easily if they're ever going to try and attempt distributed computing. Yeah, if you are listening uh, through Discord, uh, there is uh, there are a few de Boink developers, actual Boink developers in here, for example, Vitaly, uh, who are awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah. So if you ever have any issues or do you want to come and help uh, program uh, and help solve some issues with the Boink manager and Boink client, you can come in here, talk to some developers, and uh, we can get you set and uh, help programming. If you have plenty of spare time during lockdown, why not learn how to program, um, help out some other people with their programming? You can't ask for a better combination than nowhere to go, nothing to do, science from the computer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, does anyone have any other news, any other thoughts, any other questions about anything we've talked about today? Or should we wrap this baby up and and go off into our own little corners? And I don't know. I'm going to have some dinner. Delta's going to have some breakfast. <laughs> I was going to say, we can we can safely say that the title of this, of this episode is going to be the Slow News Day. <laughs> slow News Day. Oh, I had the really interesting uh, science-y thing that came came out. Does science come out? Is that is it like a... <laughs> So, did you buy the pre-release? I bought the pre-release. Yes, I, I pre-ordered the science uh, last year, and it finally came. So very came in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Opened up the package, and what was in the package, Jeringa? Well, uh, as longtime listeners of the show might know, I am a huge fan of Star Trek. Um, I was gonna go into a rant there about how awesome Star Trek is, but we'll we'll save it. But one of the coolest <laughs> things in Star Trek is uh the the uh the economy and the no one knows how the economy works but one of the main theories is they found out they they found ways to create food in a molecular combination machine i don't know a replicator right and uh once you can do that you solve all of humans basic needs and boom economy is solved so we just we being some awesome scientists that i i don't remember where they were out of but just found ways to combine uh to tell molecules to go into a specific to do specific things and turn out turn into stuff that they didn't start as so they turned into i think it's like salts or minerals or something like that i have to double check because i just read this probably like right after the show last week so i don't remember right so i found the article it's uh Scientists out of NYU, uh, specifically it says chemists, uh, and they used an electrostatic charge uh, to spontaneously organize uh, or to cause microparticles to spontaneously organize themselves into highly ordered crystalline materials, uh, the equivalent of table salts and opals. So that's pretty cool. So I thought you were about to say opoids. <laughs> opioids. Oh, I heard they, about this in like 2018. Uh, this was from two days ago. Oh. Uh, I research. I'm just reading the article really because I I think it's really cool because if we can you know create salt uh, out of just particles we find that's kind of pretty cool. Of course, this is me hyping up a very foundational thing, but. Our research shines new light on self-assembly processes that could be used to manufacture new functional materials. Um, Post the link. I will try to do that, and I will throw it in the description of this recording. But really, I would recommend reading the article because I can't talk about it anymore because I read this a little bit ago. Uh, But that is my cool science news. Uh, From what it sounds like, and not to put the article down at all, but uh, it sounds like they're just simply using a simple electric field. And that occurs uh, at a macro scale, and it occurs. Uh, it, it doesn't exactly occur at the molecular level. It doesn't have the precision and accuracy to assemble things at the molecular level. So, unfortunately, we won't be able to create a hamburger using this thing because a hamburger is made from a lot of different things, um, and essentially we can't necessarily touch the molecules themselves. Rather, we can gather molecules in a particular arrangement. Ah. Yeah, they say microparticles. 
Yep, and so microparticles are not molecules. Microparticles are bigger than molecules. They should be called bigger than molecules instead of micro part. <laughs> <laughs> but compared to atoms, they are pretty macro. Okay, all right. So maybe I uh, got a little excited about this. It's still pretty neat, though. So who knows yeah, what we we'll can, do with we this? We can put the salt on our on our hamburgers if we want. And maybe it's just the beginning of something larger. <laughs> All right, that said then. Uh, yeah, just a reminder, the Blink Workshop is canceled, so do not buy tickets. Don't do stuff like that. <laughs> but if you want to help... Buy tickets together, to the virtual one. <laughs> yeah, if you want to help put together a virtual workshop, uh, do reach out, boink.network at gmail.com, or just PM me or say in the chat here in, in the Boink Network Discord that you want to help out. Uh, otherwise, we will see you next week where Delta will be doing another Project Beef brief. Uh, <laughs> I finally did it. I called Project it a Project Beef. Beef. <laughs> what are you going to be doing next week, Delta? Do you know yet? I will be doing I will be doing uh, LHC at home. Awesome. Talking about them protons and rings and hadron colliders and smashing stuff. Particles, smashing things. particles. Yep. Microparticles? More than microparticles. Yep, lots of lots of electric fields and magnetic fields. We're going to talk about superconductors and uh, yeah, just the crazy amount of energy that they need to run this thing. It's also cool that they uh, they show uh, some readings directly from the uh, accelerator on the web, and you can watch them live. Great. Uh, unfortunately, the Large it. Hadron Colliders, yeah, the Large Hadron Colliders, uh, the Large Hadron Collider is currently decommissioned, I think, till the end of this year, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, um, if we, yeah, uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wait till next year to start smashing some stuff together. Speak for yourself. I'll meet you outside. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We will see you next week for that project brief at 5 p.m. EST here on the Boink Network Discord server. And it will be followed immediately by another episode of this wonderful Boink Radio podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Stay safe. <laughs>